So yeah, the message that I felt like that God was putting on my heart for a, for each of us and for the church is this a call to humility. Um, and I feel like if we can really get it, um, that it is really powerful. Um, and I've no, I've actually discovered for myself that it's freeing. Um, and there are some barriers to it. Um, so, for example, if you're sitting thinking, mm, I'm already humble. <laughs> I don't have an issue with pride. That's, that's probably one of the barriers. So listen up. Um, humility in itself allows us to learn from others um, and accepts the fact that uh, there's always a place where our vision can be corrected or we can understand something more. So humility allows us to listen and to learn with an open heart. Um, what is humility? <laughs> I did a short survey yesterday um, and sort of felt that there's a bit of confusion around it uh, and even some negative connotations to it. And that can be a barrier as well. Um, so, like, no one wants to be eating humble pie, um, especially one that looks like that. It doesn't look too tasty. Um, so you sort of think with humility, is it a groveling thing? Uh, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm just little old me. Um, I'm, I could never do whatever, like self, putting yourself down. But actually, humility isn't that, thinking that you're no good. Humility is not that. Humility is based on truth, and it's something that's actually really powerful. Humility is linked in with our humanity, our humanness. Same root word, humilis, meaning low, or of the ground. I bet you I'm not really selling it here to you. No one wants to be low. But actually, um, stay with me. <laughs> Humility, what is it? This is one of probably my all-time favourite passages of scripture, maybe because I feel burdened and weary a lot and tired a lot. So this verse and this passage is really uh, lovely <laughs> because Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke and learn from me. This is what I'm like. Learn from me. Jesus says, I am gentle and I am humble in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The context of that uh, is, I suppose Jesus was... Um, saying this in the context of the burdens that had been laid upon people with religion and expectation and trying to measure up. And Jesus said, come to me and learn from me. Jesus was humble in heart. And being humble is actually something that's really beautiful, really powerful. Um, and it's freeing. So the opposite of humility is pride. So again, did a wee short survey yesterday, some kind of misconceptions about pride. Um, it's not necessarily something that you see and something that's, uh, oh, 
look at that person, they think they're better. Um, as proud as a peacock or the saying that is taking pride of place, something that you see, because pride is not always something that you see. In fact, very often it's internal, it's um, hidden, but it's dangerous and damaging. It's, um, it's pressure inside you and it can give you a restlessness inside Pride can be an unconscious thing that you're not even aware of. Um, and it's really, really damaging. Um, so, for example, I discovered something about myself lately. <laughs> I discovered that I was feeling like under pressure a lot, feeling stressed a lot. And then I realized I have difficulty asking for help when I'm struggling. I've got this. I'm onto it. I can handle it. I don't like asking for help. And guess what that is? That's pride. That's pride. Didn't even know it was there, but it was causing anxiety, pressure, stress within me. See, because we've been told we can do anything. If we just put our minds to it, if we just are committed enough, if we work hard enough, we push ourselves enough, we can do it on our own. But actually, we're human. So remember the uh, definition of humility? It is embracing our humanness. And it is realizing that we're not God, <laughs> that we are human. We have limitations, can't do it all. And sometimes we need help. And sometimes we need, actually, very often we need other people. Jesus says, learn from me. I am gentle, I'm humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus was humble in heart. We did this a while ago. Sorry, I didn't get the uh, key point. It's not just as polished as David's would be. <laughs> but um, Philippians 2 really, really hit me when we did it. And I found it really powerful and really freeing. So I'm just going to read that little bit, Philippians 2, 3 to 5. In humility, value others above yourselves. Not look into your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. And in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus, who in the very nature God didn't consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. He emptied himself. He emptied himself. This is humility. He took upon himself the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, humanness. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient to death, poured himself out, Death on a cross. So Jesus presents humility. Jesus shows us what humility is. It's a pouring out and emptying of ourselves. And it has massive, massive relational implications. If we can really grasp this, it's actually magic in our relationships with each other. Um with ourselves, did you know that you have a relationship with yourself? You ever heard people saying, uh, I don't trust myself, 
or I hate myself, I'm not happy with myself. We do have a relationship with ourselves and we can even have conflict within ourselves and that leads to real unrest within yourself. So if we can get this thing, this humility, it will affect that peace, that inner peace, how we see ourselves. And it also affects our relationship with God massively, massively. First Peter 5, verse 5. Don't, Peter as well had seen Jesus. Peter had had actually Jesus wash his feet. So Peter had seen humility in action. Peter had watched Jesus. So Peter can speak about humility. And Peter says in 1 Peter 5, verse 5, he says, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. So it's interpersonal. Clothe yourself with humility towards each other. That's a beautiful outfit. And it's okay for summer or winter. Clothe yourself with humility towards one another. It looks beautiful on you, on us. And then it goes on to say, Peter goes on to say, because God opposes the pride, God resists the pride, but shows favor to the humble. Beautiful. God shows favor to the humble. Suddenly being humble, humility has a bit more appeal because God gives grace to the humble. He shows favor to the humble. The core of love is humility. Like I don't think you can show love, true and pure love to each other without humility because humility values each other. Humility says you're important to me. Magic in relationships. And in a community, it's so, so important. I've been learning about group. I've got an essay to do for Friday on group work. Um, But groups, there's something, um, something pretty powerful within a group. And if it's present, the group's really um, special. And it's called cohesiveness. Um, And cohesion is like a network of bonds. And if there is humility, then suddenly there's cohesion. We can value each other. We're important to each other. We need each other. Humility says, please pray for me. I need you to pray for me. I need to talk to you. I need to spend time with you. I need you. Humility values the other. So in a group, that's really, a group like this, that's really important. When you've been with a humble person, you're not left thinking, that person's really humble. You're left thinking, that person was interested in me. That person values me. That person listened, seems to care. See, it's the core of really loving each other is when we value each other and and show humility in our relationships with each other. So Jesus says, learn from me. What did he do? He took a basin 
and a cloth and he washed the disciples' feet. He served, he loved and he served. And humility is, as I say, it's not putting yourself down. It's not uh, saying, oh, I'm just a useless so-and-so. That is, that is far from humility. I used to, whenever I first became a Christian, I used to feel like other Christians were better than me. Um, and that put a wall between me and other Christians. Um, I believed that I was a lesser Christian. Um, that's not humility. That is not humility. It's far from humility. Because true humility knows I'm valuable to God. I'm his child. He loves me. He sees me. So I can serve. It frees you to serve. It's based on truth. And it's not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Looking to the interests of others. Being interested in others and valuing others. Not thinking less of yourself. Andrew Murray um, says that humility is perfect quietness of heart. To expect nothing, to wonder at nothing that is done to me, and to feel nothing that is done against me. It is to be at rest when nobody praises me, because God sees me. It's to be okay when I'm blamed or despised, because God sees it. It's knowing that I have a home in the Lord where I can go and I can shut the door, nail to my father in secret, and I can be at peace inside myself, a deep sea of calmness when all around is trouble. So it's knowing that you're loved, you're seen by God, and it frees you to be able to empty yourself. We've already said about the cohesiveness and that power in a group as well. Tim Keller talks about the freedom of self-forgetfulness. And again, true humility, not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. So relationships with ourselves, what does it mean to accept our humanness? A friend um, of mine who's a dentist was checking my teeth years ago and she said something that I always remembered. (laughs) She said, Linda, you must have the weight of the world on your shoulders. So I had been grinding my teeth a lot. (laughs) And yes, I was carrying a lot of stuff. And many of us are carrying stuff that is not ours to carry. And maybe we're walking around with the weight of the world on our shoulders. Excessive responsibility. I need to sort this. I need to fix this. Guess what that is? Again, the Lord's been showing me that pride means that I carry extra responsibility that I don't need to carry. Because actually, if I embrace my humanness, there's freedom in that. I can put my rucksack down. You see, we can't save people or fix people. I can't stop someone harming themselves in my work. I can't, I can't take that responsibility. 
Sometimes I do. But humility allows me to accept the fact that I am human. I can set the rucksack down, but there's a God who is powerful and I can put things into his hands. I can release the control that I don't have. I can release situations that are beyond my control into his hands. I can give the rucksack over to him. Humility allows me to do that. Instead of seeking certainty, I can take Jesus by the hand. Micah 6, verse 8, it says, What does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. To just take him by the hand and allow him to lead you. Because we can't have all the answers Humility allows us to accept the limits, to accept our humanness. I'm just going to read Romans eleven thirty-three. He's God, so we don't have to be. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments, his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has been his counsellor? Who has ever been to God, given to God that God should repay them? From him, through him, for him are all things. On down in Romans 12 verse 3. It's all about humble service, humility. It says in verse 3, Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. Think of yourself with sober judgment. Be humble. In light of who God is, we can embrace our humanness, our limitations. You can put your head on the pillow at night knowing that God does not slumber or sleep, that he's got you. He's got you. You don't need to work it all out. Humility says you don't need to. Embrace your humanness. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. So you don't have to be perfect as well. Humility says you don't have to be perfect. Embrace your humanness. We make mistakes. Humility allows you to forgive yourself. I've heard many people saying, I'll never forgive myself for that. They've taken a vow. I, I can't. I can never forgive myself for that. But humility frees you so that you can forgive yourself. You can stop beating yourself up. You're not perfect. But you can keep getting up. You can keep taking God by the hand and walking humbly with him. Again in Micah, The next chapter, verse 7, Micah verse 7, it says in, in, cha- in verse 8 of chapter 7, it says, Don't gloat over me, my enemy. Though I've fallen, I will rise. I'll keep getting up. I'll keep going. That's embracing your, your humanness. It's being humble. I'm not perfect, but I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And actually... If you go on in Micah, 
it then says in verse 18, who is a God like you, who pardons sin, forgives transgression, keeps forgiving, doesn't stay angry forever and delights to show mercy. He hurls all our sins into the depths of the sea. Humility allows you to accept your body, how God has made you, because God does not make mistakes. You have strengths, you have weaknesses, we all have. Humility allows you to accept yourself. And that includes your temperament as well. If you're an introvert, that's okay. God has made you that way. You have strengths and you have weaknesses. Humility allows us to accept that our bodies have limitations as well. And that's okay because we're human. Humility also frees you to use the gifts that God has put inside you. Because humility says, humility is not thinking of yourself less. Humility acknowledges you have gifts that God has given you. Every single person in this room has gifts that God has given you. Pride says, what if I make a mistake or look stupid? But humility is an emptying of self that says, I'm going to just get over myself and I'm going to use the gift that God has given me. Pride says you can't risk in case you make a mistake, but humility says that's how you grow. A mistake isn't the end of the world. I was reading in that book by Tim Keller, The Freedom of Self-Forgetfulness, actually about Madonna, (laughs) believe it or not, um, who talks about an inner struggle to prove herself, to prove that she is somebody. And she just has accepted that I will always have this struggle. But for us, the struggle is over. We don't have to prove ourselves. We don't have to prove ourselves. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 3. Paul talks about letting go of what other people think of you. 1 Corinthians 4. It says, I care very little if I'm judged by you or by any human court. The word judged there means um, verdict or stamp of approval. So in other words, I care very little if you approve of me or not. Indeed, I don't even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that doesn't make me innocent. It's the Lord who judges me. The verdict is in. And through Jesus, he accepts us. So we have a stamp of approval. He loves us. And the struggle is over and you can let go of what other people think of you. Suddenly, criticism just takes. It loses a bit of its sting and judgments of others. So relationships with others or with God. Humility frees us to be thankful because all of life is a gift. The very breath right now that you have, that you're breathing, is a gift from God. Every day is a gift. The people beside you all around you. They're a gift. Humility frees and unlocks something within us so that we can can be thankful.
Pride says I need to sort myself out first. And humility says, no, I come. I come, I can't sort myself out. <laughs> I can't. And it's our nature as humans, and this is why we always have to watch with pride, no matter how long we've been a Christian or how much we think we know, we always have to be careful of pride, and that's because of our humanness. We celebrate, we want to be independent. As kids grow and they're able to do things themselves, we celebrate that. Like it's really exciting when a child begins to take their first step and to be able to be independent. So as humans, that's something that is that we work towards. But actually, in Christ, it's different. And the more we grow, the more dependent we need to be on him. And if we can get it, then it's really powerful. Because we can do nothing apart from him. We need him so much. Every day, every minute, every hour, we need him. And we will achieve nothing of value without him in our individual lives and also as a church. And no wonder then, no wonder then God said to his people before they pray, there is a, there is a condition. And if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, get down low, realize that we need him. If we will humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways, he will hear from heaven. He will forgive us and heal our land. It will make a massive difference in our community, in our town and beyond. Just going to read a quote from Andrew Murray. Just as we close. It says, here is the path to the higher life. It's down lower down just as water seeks and fills the lowest place so the moment that god finds men and women abased and empty his glory and power will flow in to exalt and to bless it says in first peter and in james it says that god resists the proud he resists the proud but he gives grace to the humble and Andrew Murray says it's almost like he resists the proud, but he can't resist the humble. God sees humility. He sees that lowness, that cry of our hearts that says, you are God and we are human and we need you. And just as we close, I'm just going to pray for us and ask God to show you what you need to lay down. What is in your rucksack? What is the effect of pride within you that you need to get rid of right now and go lower and just call out to God? Lord, we humble ourselves before you, God, and we declare our utter need of you, Lord. We need you, God, every day, every minute, every hour, Lord. Without you, we're nothing, Lord. 
Thank you, God, for each other, Lord. Thank you for the gifts that you've given to us, Lord. We acknowledge, Lord, everything that we have and are is, is from you. It's all a gift, Lord. And in return, Lord, we give ourselves to you afresh. We pray, God, that you will help us to say yes to this call to humility, Lord. Just pray you bless this people this morning, Lord. And I pray, God, as we embrace this call to humility, that you will bless our connections with each other, Lord. That we will truly value each other, God. Lord, help us to worship you in humility this morning, Lord. To acknowledge who you are as God. Just thank you so much, God, for each other, Lord. Praise you this morning, Lord, and we worship you, God. Amen.